My sons, it has been quite some time. In these 10,000 years of meditation, I have finally found the true answer. The dark gods have guided my search through the Sea of Souls, and I have found a place. A place known as Chaos Divided, a podcast ruled by two dark champions of the gods. Nurgle Schnurgle from the Garden of the Plague Father, and Blushing Noise Marine from the deepest circles of Slaanesh's realm. With these two champions at our side, and I, Lorgar Aurelian, your father and lord. Together, we shall take this fight to the Imperium. And we will leave nothing in our wake but ruin. Welcome to Chaos Divided, your weekly dose of Wholesome Hammer. If you're a fan of what we do, we hope you'll subscribe and follow us along. And if you'd like to support us directly, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash chaos divided 40k. This week, we're talking about the mental health and wellness benefits of Warhammer. And this quote is a quite little simple one, but quite effective. It is peace. There cannot be peace in these times. And that is from the Codex Imperial Guard 3rd Edition, which we found out that there was two codexes during this edition. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Also, it was in um, the 5th the edition. Yeah, so they didn't get a 4th edition codex, and then they got an, uh, their next codex in 5th edition. So they went okay. almost 10 years without a codex playing Imperial Guard, but then got two in third edition, which is just like hilarious games workshop shenanigans. Fourth edition was 10 years? You was, I think four years. Editions used to go longer back then. Oh. Um, so if you had like a later codex in third edition and then skipped an edition and then they probably weren't first uh, codex out the gate for fifth edition either. So when do you think 11th is going to come? Now it seems to be every three years. That seems to mm -hmm. kind of be the pattern of like a new edition. Um, but yeah, back then it was like somewhere between three to nine years you would get a new edition. Hmm. And Is you it better to have a codex? It was yeah. Oh. Is it better to have longer editions or shorter? With the internet now, I think you need shorter editions because the game gets not that it's a solved game in like a technical sense. But the game gets largely solved so much faster now. Mm -hmm. Like, if I think back to even 15 years ago, like, yeah, the internet existed, but, like, there was no Auspex tactics. There was no, like, wall-to-wall -wall battle reports. Like, you had to kind of get out, feel out your army, you had to read your codex by yourself. And, like, yeah, there was some, like, forums and things and people shared ideas, but With it wasn't... The... <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know, I think, um... What's it called? Chain of Bolt, Hammer and Bolter, or whatever. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think they've been around for a long time. Uh, Goonhammer's been around for a long time too. Like there was Spikes. some things, but like back then, people like legitimately relied on like White Dwarf to learn how to play their army. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it took longer to solve like what's the best way to build a list, what's the best army out there, and like now I think it just happens so much faster. Mm -hmm. Like even I, I'm already starting to kind of feel like tenth is getting like more routine than I would like it to feel. Mm -hmm. 
and it's only been seven months and like well everyone's like on the on the new old world <laughs> i mean i'm here for the old world i'm so yeah. stoked for it to get rolled out more i'm starting um, to see a shift in the community of people jumping to old world which is awesome there's a local like old world group and it is like popping off on like mm -hmm. facebook the amount of people and like people i've never seen at events and then like also people i do know like i feel like it's it's pretty like people are hyped for it mm -hmm. i well i actually you know what i i know it's getting fairly popular because i saw a video today i didn't watch it but they're already predicting the end of age of sigmar are they gonna kill age of sigmar like they did with fantasy just like the exact this, this same way just like, is, like the clickbait title that's like <laughs> yeah um i mean we'll see but i think there's enough interest that people are kind of like mm, maybe age of sigmar was a bit of a mistake to like bring in i don't know mm. we'll see we'll find out i like i've watched a few videos on old world and it looks fun it looks mm. exciting and like some of the battle reports i've seen um even the like games workshop like battle report and like i watched the 10th edition one when they did the leviathan box and it was like oh that looks fun whereas like even the old world one they did looked like a blast hmm like the guys actually looked like they were having fun they looked like they were having fun but it just also looked like a fun game mm -hmm. like awesome it didn't look like they were that. hiding anything there was a lot of just like a lot of models getting picked up a lot of things getting beaten up and smashing into each other and it looks like no a no arguments on terrain <laughs> there's so little terrain yeah actually one one of the armies i'm looking at is wood elves and hilariously you get to place your own terrain piece if you bring a wood elf army mm. you get to put a forest like just on the table nice wherever you want it to be just to be like Meh, screw you like oh you like thought you were gonna shoot at my army there's a forest in the way so they I'm guessing there would be like a um, certain amount of inches away from. Any yeah, I think model. it must be somewhat, but it it's quite big. Is what it can be. So you can like, uh, and hilariously, wood elves can shoot through cover. So like that, you can shoot through the piece of terrain you just placed, but your enemy can't oh, usually. Okay. Yeah, wood elves are tricksy. Hmm. But also super fragile, which is, I feel like 40k doesn't have the courage to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, even Guardsmen are vaguely tough these days. Mm. They don't just die in hordes. But we're not here to talk about... We're, we're not here to talk about the old world. We're here to talk about the therapeutic value of Warhammer. Yes, we're revisiting our pilot episode where we talked about the therapeutic benefits that we, we mm. receive from hobbying and gaming and socializing. And we're just kind of gonna revisit um, I listened to it again today so uh, kind of reminisce it's a rough episode. you keep saying that but I I never I feel rough about I never it. fault my first things that I do I think I relish in knowing that that's where I started and this is where we are so I, I never look at it as like oh that's rough it's like no you should love your first. And this is why Kaylee is the positive one, and I am not the positive one in this uh, this duo. Um, no, it's true. I, I'm I didn't, so, think, it I I didn't think it was that bad. I think you did great. 
I feel like I like I very much uh, I know that versus like uh, new episodes. I like I can feel how green I am listening to that episode. Mm. Um, but also, fun fact: it's one of our most popular episodes. So clearly, there's some interest in uh, the well-being of Warhammer. Mm-hmm. That and people want to start off somewhere. So why not the first one? Why not the first? I mean, it's don't, a, don't, don't you ever go to like a, a YouTube channel that has like a lot of videos and you're like, I'm gonna see what their first video looks like. And of course, it looks rough, quote unquote, or like a way different. But it's a it's a fantastic way to see their evolution, their dedication. I don't to- know if I've ever done that. No. No. You should. You know what? Do it for mini war gaming. Go to their first videos. Okay. And see how completely contrasting it. Obviously, they've been on for like 15, 16 years, so it's going to be completely different, but try it out with your favorite YouTuber. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a shot. You've convinced me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a very common thing for this show is you to convince me of why I'm wrong. So, <laughs> you know, to, maybe to kick off the conversation, though, how do you feel maybe you've changed since uh, you know your relationship to Warhammer wellness has changed since we we did that episode 100% I think uh, at least I know for myself I'm constantly evolving and constantly changing so I'm definitely a different person since doing the podcast um, I I know what kind of person I was back then and I was very unsure I was just kind of like in this sea of just waiting and and then you approached me and we I, I didn't know where I was going I was very lost at the time so knowing myself personally then to who I am now um, I think it's actually quite fitting that we're talking about like the wellness and the, the therapy of Warhammer because um I just got uh, news this week that my life is actually going to be changing um, uh, where I'm going to have a job and I'm not going to be relying on commission work as much. So my hobbying is going to be completely different and it actually has um, jumpstart this this um, urge inside me to finish up what I'm doing right now with the commission work and then just go balls to the wall with like what I've been wanting to do without like any pressure or any mm. like, no deadlines I'm like I'm, I really want to uh, open up my creativity so uh, my approach is going to be completely different in the next six months from the past six months I'm really excited about it too because I think uh, there's definitely been you know I think a change on my end as to like how the hobby is like I feel like I've really grown with the like the therapeutic elements of the hobby mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to kind of see you maybe get to revisit how you do it because I think you know we've talked mm-hmm. before and like you know commission painting is its own kind of can mm-hmm. of worms and it can be rewarding in its own way and there's a lot that can be like fun and enjoyable but 100%. I, I think it's been a while since I've you know, seeing you get excited about like one of your own projects. Mm-hmm. And I'm think, really excited to see that happen. And I, I think we could uh, designate a 
episode where we just talk about commission painting as well and like selling your piece because the the one thing I had the biggest problem with and I will I admit it I admit it to all my friends I admit it to everybody I undervalued myself severely because it's just when you're trying to put a value on your artwork that's where it gets very strange and then it doesn't become therapeutic it gets very mm. like stressful it gets very taxing especially when you undervalue and you're then you're you're doing calculations and you're like okay how many pieces do i need to do a month to mm. sustain myself and then you're you're adding it up and you're like i gotta do like two large pieces a week that's kind of doesn't quite work and especially when it's everything is is through uh the artistic process and you you go off your creativity sometimes your creativity just shuts off and you're just stuck there like it will happen or like just outside sources so always relying that i need to be in creative mode all the time was um a lot of lessons learned and it's something that we could talk about in the in the future if, if people are interested in in knowing about that as well if they're interested in doing commission work because i don't i'm i'm not going to say not to do commission work there's definitely just some elements that a lot of people don't really talk about so yeah i would love to do like a episode fully dedicated on valuing yourself and commission work if yeah if people are into that i think that would be really good because i think uh you know knowing someone yeah, like, I think it's really, I think people think it's easier than it is. And, like, mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. and money at the best of times is, mm-hmm. like, a rough combo. And then, like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what's you know what's even Derek is, like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I shouldn't say it. Well, now that I say I shouldn't say it, now people are going to be like, well, just say it. <laughs> it gets dark. I think we talked about it um, in earlier episodes that, uh or no, I think it was a personal conversation that um, you don't truly get valued until you pass away. And then that's mm-hmm. where uh, your artwork is worth millions of dollars because there will never be another print or, or model or artwork of yours. But then there's also people who are making a really good living nowadays based on art. Yeah, and I think like there's definitely like you know, there is a business model for it, but I think it's a mm-hmm. lot harder to manage. Mm-hmm. And and I think what I'm excited for you is like, you know, if you want to do a commission work in the future, it's work you want to do and it's not work exactly. you have to do. Yeah. And now I have thoughts that go throughout my head and it's that I can, I'll charge like a really high price now because now my time is going to be more with my full-time job and mm. and then my other time will be um, uh, for the therapy for my my own work and if you want something made for me you're gonna have to I don't know it sounds so like weird I don't know it's unless it's like a really cool idea I'll still do it I love like cool things <laughs> that's fair but again that's still that's like you get it you choose whether you want to do it not having to rely on it like I can feel like like yeah like not having to rely on it to make sure that I, I pay my bills I think that's the difference 
Maybe maybe I won't put like a high price because I don't. It just it feels so weird because I've always said it that if I would never pay that, it's so hard to charge other people that. Because <laughs> I, I I would just paint it myself. <laughs> I mean, first off, not everyone can paint like you. Um, I mean, not not even in the sense of like nobody paints like anyone else, but like you are a, a high caliber painter. Uh. Um, and honestly, to anyone listening, if you're thinking about commission work, like value your time like if you're mm -hmm. uh, i'll give an example uh, i have a friend who used to make cakes like just as a side business mm -hmm. and if you worked out like her hourly wage based on those cakes it mm -hmm. was like a dollar fifty an hour she was making yes amazing cakes i would have paid yeah. three times as much for them but she couldn't handle mm -hmm. valuing and pricing things like you know you could get this huge six layer multicolored, colored like delicious cake for like 50 bucks and i'm like i want to pay you more money this is not yeah. like like you're using real ingredients you're putting love and time and energy and effort and i'm enjoying it so much like just charge what you're worth and like this doesn't become like it's a labor of love doesn't have to be like a suffering or like a burden or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so and i think it's a hard thing for people to like feel their way through but like you're worth more than what you think usually mm -hmm. I think sometimes that comes down to like lifestyle because I'm going to be guessing she's probably frugal just like I am like maybe she also thrift shop shops maybe she likes things on the cheap or goes for sales I'm, I'm kind of speaking on myself because like I would do that so maybe that's how she value values it like maybe she would never yeah. spend $150 on a cake but other people will because they they know how to value um uh the piece or like the food or anything because yeah so yeah, yeah it's a it's a it's a difficult topic to talk mm. about but I think it's a very very necessary one yeah, I think there, and as Warhammer gets bigger, and the reality is that, like, as it gets more popular, you are going to have more people that have, you know, money to get into the hobby, but maybe not time, or mm -hmm. maybe they don't want to hobby, but they really want to play, and they just want, like, a battle-ready army, and you're going to probably see more opportunities for commission painters, and, you know, you really don't want to end up in a position where, like, you're exploiting yourself, Mm -hmm. Like, you're undervaluing yourself to the point that, like, you're being exploited by your customers because of, like, your own decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they might be willing to pay more, but, like, if you say, like, hey, I'll do it for X, they're not going to be like, oh, well, I actually am going to just pay you significantly more because, you exactly. know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you always find out afterwards, they're like, I would have paid you, I would have paid more for that. Like, <laughs> like no! And, like, the amount you charge me is ridiculously low. I, think that's I will why, not be providing any more money, though. I think that's why I kind of like the eBay market where other people can put the, the price tag on. Mm, that's fair. I mean, then you get into the... It's basically like an art auction, so then that just yeah. becomes one like, messy beast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very much excited to see uh, you know, some snorkel creativity come out. When and if it feels like coming out. No pressure. Oh, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and I think that comes into one of the points we want to make is, like, um, really, 
like one of the big parts of for me at least understanding hobbying and finding kind of the wellness of it mm. is learning that it is about expressing yourself and finding that like art and finding your own inner artist amongst like gray plastic miniatures and i think like since you know starting the podcast and you know you can go back to early episodes and i'll be like i'm not a painter i don't know what i'm doing i'm, I'm not an artist i hate this this is awful i just want to play the game um and now i'm like i don't even care if i play a game of warhammer i'll just paint sometimes like is a thought that i've had recently and i had to like i like it jolted myself i was like who am i what has happened to me what what's an artist I don't know. And that's the point. What's an art? Art is what is... Art is you expressing yourself. And I don't know. I have learned to appreciate the act of taking the things on the inside and putting them on the outside. Do you think anyone can be an artist? I think everyone is an artist. Awesome. Love it. (laughs) You're going to step ahead of where you're... 100%. Circumvent your question. Um, I don't think anybody should ever utter the words I'm not an artist it's true and it can feel so good mm -hmm. yeah I think when you say that it's uh, it's hurtful to yourself to say I'm not but like what's art what's an artist how can you say you're not something if you can't even define what that is so it's the best all... I can come up to with with art is it's, it's taking what's inside and, and making it outside. It's like taking the internal and making it external. And like that takes mm-hmm. so many different forms and so many different ideas. Yes. And yes. there's so much like contentment you can get to that. I was painting recently and I hit this like point of euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've recently started uh, painting like on canvas. Mm-hmm. And because I... I you know, I don't know. I just felt like doing it. I mm-hmm. don't. I don't really know where it came from. Um, it's, it's a great medium to have yeah. fun with. And I've been playing like with color more because, uh, mm-hmm. like, I went and, and bought some like proper like acrylic paint, so I'm able to like mix and blend. And I, I was painting something, and I got this like a beautiful shade of like a slightly orange pink. Mm-hmm. And I put it on the canvas and I had this just like moment of euphoria that I, I was, I love this color. This, it like excited me and it like filled me with joy. And I just like, I like lost like half an hour just like painting mm-hmm. and like getting lost in these colors and creating colors and like feeling my way through colors. And like, I ended up like kind of like coming back down from it and being like, I, I don't know if I've ever felt this way. And I was just like, slapping a paintbrush on like a piece of paper basically and I've since realized like I've had moments of that with miniature painting and I think like the the getting into miniature painting had built me up to a point that I could get there mm. and that was kind of like an, a full circle moment of like you know like the just like putting color on like these little miniatures had like gotten me to a point that I'd like developed an appreciation for color in such a way that I could like emotionally express myself in a broader palette than I was ever expecting to have. Do you think you got it from the miniatures because you were forced to do it with the battle ready? I think so. Like, I I think like really that, like it, it was like, 
uh, that first rhino that like I've talked about, like it was literally just a, like, okay. And it was, I was, I was being lazy. I didn't want to have to strip it. I was like, ah, oh, how do I like make <laughs> this look like my army without, with the least amount of effort. And I was like, oh, I'll do this graffiti thing. And then I got into it and I was like, I am having fun. And then it was like, I'm enjoying this. And then I finished it and I was like, I like the way this looks. And I never had that feeling before. Mm-hmm. Ever. And there was like, never. Like I, I have ne- up until that moment, I had never painted anything, anything art. Like I grew up. Have you doodled? You know, not really. Oh, okay. Actually, a realization I had recently, my grandfather painted and was like a bit of a amateur artist we'll say like he okay. never sold anything but he painted a lot and drew and <clears throat> growing up my dad literally was like told me that like that gene skipped my generation to me like was literally just like you didn't get that talent and he told you that oh yeah like growing up because i like i couldn't really draw i'm really bad at realism I can't mm. make things look photorealistic. That's just like not Tough. in my repertoire. It, that, that's, that is in its own like world. That's that's a difficult skill to have. Yeah, but a lot of like art in school is built around like, can yeah. you recreate Can you draw an this? eye? Yeah, can you draw a hand? Yeah. Which is like really difficult. <laughs> yeah, and like there, there's honestly not a lot of room for creativity so like i grew mm-hmm. up never feeling like art applied to me i felt like there was no, i like didn't know how to express myself that way i was bad at it and then there was this realization that i was like it was actually after that like euphoric moment of painting and i was like i you know what i am a f- artist i'm gonna have to censor myself i don't normally have to do that <laughs> I am. like i was lied to like it it's inside me it just like it didn't come out the way other people wanted it to come out and that doesn't matter none of that matters did you have like a stereotype of who an artist was i think it was based on that like photorealism it was like if i can't like make something look like the real world i can't like clearly like i have no talent like i can't even like the you know when people try and like draw like a cube like i'm terrible at that Mm-hmm. let alone like trying to draw like even a landscape or like a building or a person like none of it like it just always ends up looking but, yeah. like like I still struggle just like coloring within the lines like I was like the kid in <laughs> primary who they were just like I don't know if this kid's got like hand-eye coordination like because I just like I was terrible at it like I just like the line and the crayon always went over like it just like it never worked and now you realize what does it matter right now i'm like the lines shouldn't have been there in the first place i knew my own thing well you do need some lines (laughs) no lines do whatever you want some guidance (laughs) but also like the type of art i am ever gonna come out of me is never gonna be that like it's gonna be like colors and splashes Mm -hmm. and like like that's not how i'm built and i'm Mm -hmm. okay with that and i think part of it is like coming to terms with what you can do and what you can't do and then learning how to build on what you can and not getting lost in what you can't mm. yeah but sometimes it's good to challenge yourself in the things that you can't do as well yeah it's not easy to do it it's just like I think it's it's part of the challenge like when we talk about imposter syndrome and things like that like I think sometimes that is getting lost in the like 
what you can't do or what you shouldn't do or what you're not good enough for. And oh yeah, I and all of all three of those I do not subscribe to. The you shouldn't? <laughs> you couldn't. <Right? laughs> you can't. <laughs> it's definitely uh any everyone has um the equal opportunity to try. Absolutely. And I think, you know, maybe something we don't always appreciate is like, you know, we're talking about it being a well-being is that like there's so much to be gained in the action that like mm-hmm. the outcome also doesn't mm-hmm. need to have as much weight. It doesn't matter if it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to or the way you thought it was going to turn out. Like the journey is part of feeling better in a lot of ways. Like, and I think that's honestly, when we talk about like miniature painting, one of the hard things I think for a lot of people is often it looks terrible up until the end. <laughs> yes. So it feels like this journey is just you like building up this thing that looks like a blob or like looks like crap. And it's then. Li- yeah. It's literally a marathon. You ha- you have to push yourself to get through all of these hurdles to get to the finish line and it is just mental gymnastics sometimes but then you will hit what you are talking about the flow state of like no this is just everything feels right in its place Mm. i like exactly where i am it's finding that balance of who you are and how you want to express yourself and I think it like it takes some time and it takes some effort. Like I don't think it's easy to get there. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like I'm just starting this journey. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, I've cleared, I've covered enough ground to get to the beginning of mm-hmm. like I got through all the doubt and the negativity and like my own head to a point of like I'm excited to see what the next step looks like. Mm-hmm. And then like there's a whole marathon still to run. Like I'm just I'm like I'm getting to the, like the first day of training and being like let's do this. Yeah, and like it took me thirty years to get here. (laughs) Well, and then the question is: Is there even an end? No, no. There's there's an end when you feel like it's an end where you do feel the flow state. I think that's like the perfect balance to be in. But I think even like you know, but still, it's not the end. I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) which is awesome because then then that really amplifies the anything you really truly want is a possibility when it comes to art if you want to draw an eye go draw that eye you want to draw a mm. dragon go draw that dragon you want to paint that mini <laughs> Sorry. i just had that the uh, have you ever seen the meme can i pet that dog oh <laughs> i just thought of, can i paint that mini <laughs> can i paint that mini <laughs> you know i think that's the state you want to get to where you're like excited to hobby you're like it feels good to hobby like you're you're Mm -hmm. like look you know you're going through the rest of your you're like getting groceries and you're like man i'm gonna paint some miniatures after this and like Mm -hmm. that's i don't know because that's also just like a gift through the day of like hey this is a thing that i enjoy doing and i can like look forward to and then you get to do it and then it also feels good while you're doing it like that's that's a Mm -hmm. double man that's a Especially present. when you're listening to like a podcast or some music. You know. <laughs> I'm sure we all know what podcast everyone listening is listening to. They're all painting right now like, hey, that's me. 
I'm like, I'm sitting here right now, like, maybe, maybe I could be painting while we talk. You know what? That would be fun. That'd be funny. And just like show what the mini looks like at the end. Cause like sometimes when you do go through those flow states, like it, it does happen during like hero's blush, uh, blush, brush hour that- oh, I've infected you by, by blush. <laughs> oh, I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> you get into the zone of like complete adrenaline. You're trying to get this mini done in an hour. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, I painted that. So you kind of just like, not you black out, but you just, it go, it's a blur. And I, mm. I would imagine that if we did some mini painting during the stream, we would, we would have some really cool looking models and be like, oh, I was in this state when I painted this. You'd, ha you'd have to get like an air horn or something because I'll just get lost. Because <laughs> I up. tend to wake hobby up. like wait, wait. completely <laughs> silently. Yes, so I'll just you, be like, you... I'm not paying attention. I'm just like gone. Mm. Like painting something and you'll be like, Laura, Laura. Laura, you need to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you painted with uh, people in the room? Uh, yeah. Sometimes, like, um, like if we're hanging where my hobby room is, we all is like Elliot's toy room. So we uh, sometimes like Courtney will be in there reading while like Elliot's like playing with toys, and I'll be like hobbying. And actually, sometimes she comes up and she just like pulls on my leg while I'm painting something. Elliot. Yeah, it's yeah. super cute. Not Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she works so we'll just be like Laura, Laura, Laura. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you're not even interacting. You're just like No, I'm so, just like whoa. When I get into like hobbying, I'm like gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like colors. What color next? Where's the color going to go? How am I gonna, what's this going to what's this going to do with that thing? I mm. just I, I it's not even active thoughts. I actually like I really one of the things that I really struggle with is like turning my brain off so that I'm not thinking about things. Mm. And like art has become like a way for me to do like when I talk about like losing time, like that's awesome to me. Like if I can go like 20 minutes without like thinking something through or going over something in my head, that's like a, that's a present. Mm -hmm. That's a gift wrapped like bow on top present of like, wow, I don't know what I just did for the last 20 minutes. And now there's more paint on this thing. Like that's great. Do you feel like an alchemist? Well, this color, well, that color, mixed together. Ta -da! I literally feel like, like I, uh, if I were to describe my process for painting, I literally call it following the colors. Like I just like, I don't know, it just like in my brain makes sense. Mm -hmm. I like look at what's in front of me, and it's like, oh, this should be this, and this should be that, and like, it starts to like. I think that's part of why I can get into that flow state because it very much is like a this goes into this and then that affects that and then that this the, and it just like rolls through. Mm. Um, and because yeah, I'm like not combo state. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I'll be like going through and like taking this color and be like, oh, it should go here and here and here. And like just from like my own sanity, I tend to like take a color and then like look through all the things I'm working at. Like, where can it go? Mm -hmm. So it's like just kind of like looking for parts where like I think it should go and where it's gonna like and like what shape am I gonna move the brush like it's more just like letting it all flow out um mm -hmm. so yeah it's very just kind of like non-structured which again a lot of my life I feel like is very structured so then this is kind of a time to just like let it happen mm -hmm. there is something that 
I have noticed that we're going to talk about next, and that is Pile of Shames. Now, when we first started, I think it was even during the pilot, it was mentioned, you don't have a Pile of Shame. Now really. it's kind of growing. What do you mean? <laughs> you told me you have some projects and they're just kind of like, you want to get to them? Yeah, I... I will admit, over the holidays, I feel like I had, like, no hobby motivation. I, mm. like, did not... I've gotten better. I've been getting back into it. But just, like, with how busy everything was and you're all over the mm -hmm. place, I, like, didn't have mm -hmm. any time. But, yes, I do have six gray <laughs> miniatures right now. Oh. And they are standing behind. Okay. A uh, Chaos okay. Knight. I only bring it up because I'm someone that has probably hundreds of plastic gray models. They so. are assembled. They are just yes. waiting to be painted. I don't know if that hits the qualification of a pile of shame. No. Nothing well, is true. Yeah. Yeah. And there's well, not so many of them that they like. And I will say, like, honestly, if it wasn't for the Rampager, they would probably all be painted. Mm. I feel like I very much, like, I learned how to sculpt to, like, I, I'm a, to do this Rampager. Mm-hmm. I've been like playing with clay and that's actually been really cool. Like I, I feel like the Rampager, I like have grown as like a hobbyist so much just on that like one project because I actually like took the time and gave myself the space to experiment and like push myself and like every element of it, I've been like, how can I push further? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, I have developed a... I did buy five model. I bought a box of warp talents after a tournament where I won the door prize, and they are not currently painted. So thanks for calling me okay. <laughs> no, I think it's cute. Cause like even like prior to recording, you did seem a little like, oh, they're they're, they're just kind of sitting there. They're just oh. They are no, your, it like taunt, they taunt little, me. Your first little pile. I know. I that, know. I don't normally buy things without like capacity to uh, paint them. Would you change the name from Pile of Shame for them? Oh, I don't think you should actually call it a Pile of Shame. I just feel no. like that's like what we have like anecdotally. Yeah. We, Talking about like, like being frugal, I, I feel like my frugality expresses like I don't normally buy things if I like don't have the time to mm -hmm. to like actually build and paint them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very big on at least getting them built. Mm -hmm. I want them to at least be like technically playable. Mm -hmm. um, True. Yeah. Because there's going to be a moment where you're like, oh, I need to paint them and I'll just quickly. Oh, I actually kind of enjoy this and I got some really mm -hmm. nice colors on it. And then it just flows from there. Well, it's even just like if you want to have a casual game, you're like, oh, yeah, I have this like new unit. And I like want to try it. Like it's like. And, that... it, and it performs really well. You're like, ah, now I'm going to paint. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I honestly think like there's no shame in like having a pile of shame, and I think you should like mm -hmm. not shame yourself. Like being motivated is difficult at times, and like being motivated to hobby, and then like if you're excited by something and you feel like you know what, maybe this is the thing that gets me back in the hobby, or you just want to have it. Like I, it doesn't matter. It's your mm -hmm. collection. You can do it, it as you wish. Um, but don't let like the amount of things you have to do like negatively impact you doing things with like your hobby. Mm -hmm. Is that something you felt 
I see a lot of videos on it, and maybe it's partly because like I don't identify with the pile of shame. Mm-hmm. That when I look at these, when I look at these videos, and like there's like there's a guy that does like music videos now about like piles of shame, and I I kind of <laughs> feel like bad for people that are like in this situation. Like you're just like why are you like making it harder on yourself? Mm. I don't feel bad if I have a few models that aren't painted. Like I know I'll get to them. But I guess I also don't have like a hundred models that aren't painted yet. But uh, I guess it just like, it makes me feel bad that it's like people are sitting there like, I don't know, making themselves feel bad. Yeah. I, I don't recommend doing that. Don't, don't make yourself no. feel bad. But like, yeah, it's, but now it's like, a, it's a catalog of opportunity in front of you. Like it, was, it happened today. Um, Jarrett, uh, we were talking about painting together and he's like what should I paint and I was, <laughs> last night I was kind of just looking through the drawers and I noticed these um, Emperor's Children and Noise Marines that had been sitting in this drawer and he got some really cool bits and um, they're really really cool and so he asked me and immediately I said you should paint your Emperor's Children he's like oh, yeah I should paint my Emperor's Children so it's just like it's kind of nice that there's those options around so if you can be like oh what do i feel like painting today so don't Mm. look at your pile of shame of just like i need to paint them it's just like you kind of you've already built them so you went through that artistic now you're just kind of like letting them rest let them sit and then when you have that opportunity that motivation and it hits you it's it's nice that it's available i like the idea of letting them rest i feel like it's like it's not your pile of shame it's just your you're 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 resting in mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting. They're just they're just there having a good time. And I, I do that a lot with uh, models. Even even my commission work is like there'll be times where I know exactly what I need to do, and then I'll just go. I just, I can't think of the next steps I want to do, and then all of a sudden it will start clicking for me, and then I'm like, ah, I can I can get this. I can do this. And sometimes it it takes time to find that motivation. Sometimes it has to do with like uh, something will inspire you out of the blue or conversations with people or seeing an old friend. And then you're like, oh, I just feel so good from that. I'm going to apply that to uh, further the project with this model. Now, how would you say you have something that you haven't touched in like nine months? I have things that I haven't touched in years, and I, yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, even years, but, like, do you try and get back to the same process you were in, or will you be like, you know what, it's kind of a, like, maybe not a blank slate, but, like, a, I'm going to start kind of new and go in whatever direction I currently feel like, or do you try and kind of find the direction you were going in? Mm. I think I find inspiration of where I was going, but then have like this new mindset, this new perspective that I have mm. in life, like because I've changed so much. And, and once you start having these type of minis around, you're going to have thoughts of who you are as a person or were as a person and just your development. So when you, when I can look at these models that I haven't touched in years I know where I was and then when I do come back I can come back as a more thoughtful person or like I've learned so many more techniques because sometimes 
you'll you'll have like an idea in your head and then you'll get to the, the, the points where you're just like I can't quite finish it because I'm not quite sure of the direction anymore or how to get there and then mm. you kind of need that time to explore other art worlds oh what is the word that I'm looking for other elements other uh, mediums yeah other uh, of art and then just play around with that and then come back I think I think like you like I said and then you you reiterated letting something rest for a little bit and then coming back um, puts you in a, in a really good headspace of a clearer direction yeah you know I will say like I do most of my army like most of my models are at least like battle ready in some way, shape or form. But I do appreciate, and I think I've talked about this before. A lot of my models are not the way I would paint them now, mm -hmm. but I left them almost in like a semi finished state where there's a like room for them to go further in whatever direction I want. And I appreciate that. I left myself that opening mm -hmm. because I, you know, it's not like I have to go back and strip them. They're just, mm -hmm only half done and then I can kind of like visit them as like a new project at some point yeah. and I, part of that was that like it came from a place of like a lack of confidence where I was like I don't know what I'm doing like this is as far as I want to push them if I go any further it's just going to go badly mm -hmm. um, but kind of the net effect is that I then have that opportunity to go back so I do appreciate that and I think that is something like it's okay to also do is like a model doesn't have to be finished it can be finished mm -hmm. for now Exactly. It's almost like a side quest to a game where you come to the town and you do a couple quests and then you leave and then you come back and it just has that different nostalgia feeling, but you're still going to do quests in the town. Mm. You're not going to be like, oh, I left and I I, 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 I was supposed to do a, a one and run type of quest deal. No, you come back and, and finish the quest. <laughs> Well, now you're super level, so you just like bash your way through all those projects or all those quests. Exactly, you're, you're, you're god mode now. <laughs> yeah, you're like I got stuck at this point. Ha 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 ha! You just like, <laughs> and that um, is so true. And it's so true because you'll be like, man, this this technique that took me months to learn is now super easy, and I can simply mm. apply it to. Um, this project that I thought I was stuck on and then you get this sense of accomplishment once you you complete it once you realize I'm stuck on something I go learn the technique or find influence and then come back and, and complete it Whew, that is that feels like gold it is it, it's interesting it doesn't actually take that long I find where you start building up that skill book mm. and things that felt really difficult at first start getting mm. easier and easier. And I think it is very much a snowball effect. And like, yeah, there's something like, I don't know. I've like tried glazing, which is something I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to learn what that word means, let alone ever do it. And then like, you know, I went to this, uh, this uh, class by uh, one Nurgle Snurgle and oh. learned what glazing was and was like, mm, maybe maybe I could try that sometime and then like was like oh that that does cool things mm -hmm. and then like you know and then it's like a little bit of again not necessarily that I'm great at it but just like okay now I know that if I like I'm trying to get to point you know this certain point there's another tool in my toolbox so it's not like 
you're starting from scratch and reinventing the reel every single time you go to paint a miniature. You're like, okay, I might have an idea and I might not know how to get 100% of the way there, but I know how to get a lot of the way there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you tried it after the class. I did. Honestly, it was way less intimidating than I thought it was going to be. And then it was really cool to do. Mm-hmm. I think those interactions in, in person is, is um, fun and uh, I think somewhat needed as well because I could, we could all watch the same video, but it's just like, for me, it doesn't quite work. I love to learn in person. I love to like see people do it in real time mm. when everything's edited and then like the best parts are shown. It's like... But I need to I need to see the other side of it to know like okay this person kind of struggled at this part or like it, it's it gets difficult when everything's just clean cut and it looks so easy to do because it's done in like two minutes. <laughs> I need well, to I know. Think, um, when you and uh, Greg were doing that, I think back to like you know he was trying to get a glaze on like his thumb mm-hmm. and it was like oh oh no actually that didn't work and then like. Yeah. You got to see kind of the, like, all right, this is a guy that knows what he's doing. And, like, it's he's sitting not... there, like, oops, that didn't... And, like, it took him three times before he's like, you know what? This is actually what I want. And I'm like, okay. Exactly. Now I have an appreciation for the, like, this... There is a degree of trial and error. And, like, you're not going to get it perfect every time. And it's, like, Mm-mm. you know, 100%. Yeah. And I know, like, it's a struggle with, like, the YouTube algorithm, which is where a lot of, like, tutorials are. But, yeah, I think that is my issue with watching them is it's, like... They are. They're just like, oh, look how easy this is. And you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like, all right, so you take the paint out of your paintbrush and then you just paint this gorgeous model. And you're like, what? Where the? (laughs) Yeah. How did we get to be? (laughs) And I think that's why I probably haven't done tutorials is because like, I don't know how to properly explain it. And it would be like, okay, this is like, then you do 10 minutes of struggling and then you you sit there for 15 <laughs> minutes and you wonder what colors are you going to put together is this, is this going to work I don't know like well I guess we'll try it I don't know. you know what next time I see a painting tutorial that has like the 15 <laughs> minute descent into despair when you like completely mess up a step then like yeah that was probably more of a helpful vibe where you're like okay real this is like okay th- there's a live stream that I have on, on my channel and that's where I, I did the cloak for Lionel Johnson mm. and obviously people will see and they're like oh that's that's great how'd you do it you can watch me in that stream like for the first 20 minutes half an hour going like and I was sick at the time and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this guys I'm so nervous I don't know uh, what am I doing uh, 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 okay let's just do it but then like you see the finished product you're like wow magnificent oh so yeah. glorious and you're just like I struggled for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's it's like, you would normally edit that out for a tutorial. But like, <laughs> exactly. I think it's important to see that because it is like, it isn't always like, even like sometimes so you see relatable. like an Instagram reel and it's like, they're like, oh yeah, look at me painting this thing. And you're like, how did, what? You did like, how did you like do this super intricate work and like never make an incorrect brush stroke? Like, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Because you're not seeing all those. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, coming back to the, like, the wellness element, I think is that, like, acknowledging 
that like the process is messy and that like mm-hmm. it's okay if it's messy and it's like it's your process it's not like the process it's mm-hmm. like it's what you are like getting in and putting out of it and like it's okay if it's also like frustrating like you also don't have to be sitting there like in this like perfect zen state for the 100% of the time like it's okay to also get frustrated yep yep it's okay to cry it's okay to like <laughs> feel certain emotions which I think we can re- all relate with yeah <laughs> It's a, you know, I haven't cried yet. Maybe that's the oh, <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point yet. I, I there's there's probably lots of DNA tears. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But I, I'm just an easy crier. Like I'll cry over almost everything, anything. Like people happy? Oh, don't get me going. Weddings? Oh God, <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah, we, uh, we, we went to see uh, Wonka today, and I, like, cried at the end of it. Oh. And I was not expecting to be, like, so moved by this, like, Willy Wonka story. But I liked it. I thought it was, like, better than I was expecting it to be. Okay. It's, like... Blushing recommended. It's not, like, <laughs> I, I, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's, like, it's fun, and it's it ridiculous good. and silly, and, like... You need some of know. those. It was a good two hours. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I felt something at the end of it, so. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you need some nice movies sometime. Yeah. You don't have to, like, come back and watch it. You can just feel good in the moment. Yeah. And I feel like it hit those marks. It was like, you know what? I had a good time. Now, this is maybe something I think I feel maybe a little easier than you. But the therapeutic value of, like, playing Warhammer. Mm-hmm. I very much feel like playing like a good game of warhammer like do you zen out as well <laughs> just kidding I'm not, <laughs> not often playing not I, like I you're hobbying like, <laughs> no i don't i don't lose time while playing a game of warhammer <laughs> i feel like for me it's honestly it's more like controlled stress it's like yeah. you know getting the blood pumping getting your brain like moving getting your like blood pressure up but also in like mm-hmm. a for something that doesn't matter so there's no like stakes yeah it's not life and death yeah, I find, like, there's something to be said about, like, I don't know, especially, like, in a competitive sense when you're, like, having now, like, done the, like, I don't know, gauntlet at a, a GT, like, that is a type of stress that, like, when you get out of it on the other side is, like, oh, it's, it's glorious. you're, like, I can take on anything at this point. Like, I just, like, <laughs> yeah. after what I just did in my own head, like, I'm 10 feet tall. I'm the space <laughs> marine. <laughs> no, right? I'm a fly like, mark. <laughs> and, like, you know, having fun throughout the whole part of it. But yes. I do very much find, like, it is like a, you know, you're just like, you're doing that. You're making decisions. You're thinking through math. You're, like, trying to remember things. Like, it's like a mental exercise that at the end of it, it kind of, it's like, okay. I have like done the heavy lifting and now I can mm-hmm. rest. It's like you're working out your brain. Oh yeah. Usually GTs are Saturday, Sundays. Mondays I need to sleep. I need to rest. Well, at least Sunday night. It's like <laughs> That's why I, I think a lot of people don't get together after a GT. Although we did, but uh it's like it See, means... I'm always so hyped up. I I'm know. like adrenaline. I'm like, let's talk about it, let's tell stories, like what happened in your games? Like But the moment the head hits the pillow or the bed, 
god. <laughs> I feel like I need like sugar after it. Like I feel like my mm. brain has like eaten because yes. like your uh -huh. brain lives on glucose and like I'm a hundred percent like yeah, it's the like, okay, I need some like candy or something like a chocolate bar just to mm -hmm. like get my thoughts running again because mm -hmm. you're like I don't know, it's like eating through every bit of sugar in your body, so I agree with that so much. Like it feels oh, and like it tastes so good. <laughs> like a yes. piece of pie or something after a GT, you're just oh. like, oh, or like a brown, like something super Any rich. Carve like, or <laughs> it's just wow. Right. Greasy burger. You're just like Yeah. I feel like I weirdly have this tradition of eating like fish and chips after GTs. And <laughs> you I, just, just keep like, that up. <laughs> it kind of works though. It's just like, you know. And you gotta try like every type of fish and chip. Like you gotta go, okay, I'm gonna go this place for fish and chips. And then I'm gonna go That's this true. place. That, that'll be, you know what, it'll be a mandatory part of a bits unknown is a fish and chips stop. <gasps> oh, you did have fish and chips in Vancouver. I did. You did. <laughs> with little, with the Yorkies, yes. Right, I, I literally did. I guess you're gonna have to find fish and chips when we go to mini war gaming. I'm gonna say it might get grosser the like more inland we get. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> Vancouver was actually like refreshingly. I was like, damn, this is real good. So. Because I used haddock. I think it was um, Pacific cod. Yeah, cod. Yeah. Which is a very rich fit. Yeah, no, there was absolutely no doubt. It's like Vancouver, solid fish and chip game. Mm-hmm. At least the one place I tried them, so. Oh, and the fries are awesome, yeah. Yes. Because I had the Parmesan fries. Mm. So I can only imagine the fries were good with yours. Because it was hand-cut fries, too. Mm, but, like, well-done hand-cut fries. Mm -hmm. So many places that do hand-cut fries do them so badly. Mm. They just take, like raw potatoes and throw them in a fryer and no, like, you, you gotta double cook them you gotta either boil them or you gotta mm. fry them usually frying is the best yeah and like yeah well you can always tell if you get like a hand cut fry and it's like super dark it's because they just tried to cook it like once mm -hmm. or you get you forever. get yeah or you get fries that have sat in the uh the window so mm. some places they'll put them in a bowl with the salt and pepper and then they'll have them sitting in the window and they're like, oh, I got an order. Can I use that? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But what are we talking about now? Fish and chips? Where, where <laughs> Zen state plank. <laughs> yeah. uh, your, anyway. your now ritual, uh, your therapeutic ritual that after every GT you go for fish and chips or any. <laughs> it's happened a few times now. I think I think that could be another episode topic we could talk about is just like pairing the food of Warhammer. Exactly. Food of Warhammer. We could talk about like the types of food in Warhammer, but good pairings of food when it comes to Warhammer. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. Up your up your beer and pretzels Warhammer game and we'll we'll let you know some of the, the many decadents that you could pair with. Actually, honestly, beer and pretzels isn't bad. That's just like Carb City. Yes, that's actually like honestly not that bad of a like. And that, you know you're right because pretzels aren't that like icky sticky, so mm. you can easily just clean off your fingers. Like a soft pretzel, like like a oh, 
Have you ever had like a like a like a good German like soft I pretzel? Have. Oh, so good. Yes. Like that thick, like leathery skin on them that you have, like, bite in, and then it's just like that, like gorgeous, gooey, soft, sweet innard. I used to work at uh, the Canard Center. We used to have pretzel buns mm. for like our carvery stations or like burgers. That is a game changer. Mm. Anything like the that. only struggle with a pretzel bun is like if it, it gets a little too chewy, you end up kind of mangling the yes. the burger. Yeah. So you kind of need some like a patty that can like hold up. It's like mm. almost better more with like a shaved meat situation, like a roast beef. Like you're very right. Yeah. Actually, uh, I might have already mentioned this on the show. My wife and I like to make... It's weird. It's a regional, like, dish from Rochester, New York. And it's called Beef on a Weck. Mm-hmm. And it's made... It's not actually a pretzel bun, but it's, like, a similar style German bun. And you get a similar type of, like, browning, mm-hmm. like, crust on the on the bun. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But you make it with, like, roast beef and, like, au jus and, like, horseradish. Uh, and then the bun itself is actually, like, quite sweet, but you put, um, uh, what are the, Kimmel seeds. Oh, okay. What's that? What are they called? Caraway? German word. Caraway. Yeah. They're, okay. Kimmel is the German word for them. Um, caraway seeds. So mm. it has, like, that licorice-iness yes. to okay. it. Okay. Nice. Um, and they're nice. super delicious. But, yeah, it's because, because you're making it with, like, a roast beef, like, the tougher bun doesn't interfere as much Mm -hmm. but yeah it's delicious yeah and anyone listening look up how to make beef on a whack do yourself a favor (laughs) make it it's weirdly delicious i don't know anything else about rochester new york other than dorsal key is there because that's the commercials we got here as a kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's a weird fun fact about nova scotia all of our american like uh tv channels come from rochester new york Mm. like not boston Rochester, New York. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch TV. Even as a kid, you didn't like just like have the TV on. Like I'm not from like, here. I didn't. I didn't grow up here. We are so these are many tangents today. <laughs> I think we're just hungry. I, I'm always hungry after talking about. <laughs> we always get on food. Any other thoughts? With... Before we wrap up, um... I feel like we should be nice and give a shorter episode this week because mm-hmm. we did a, I think our longest episode ever last week. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Um, uh, for my, uh, I guess some advice is just to take your time and to be patient. Mm. It's simple, but it's very true. And just to be kind. Um, because I think that is number one reason why I do still paint and I still do play and I still do talk about Warhammer is that it has brought me to a good state of mind. And I'm always excited to see the next chapter that it, it evolves into because not only am I getting to like the zen and the, the therapeutic state but I'm also finding myself 
challenging myself and um, finding what I would used to think was a struggle and realizing, oh, it's not that bad or it's, it's challenged me to give me confidence. And it kind of sounds like you went through the same thing as well. Because now you do, you have the confidence to tell yourself mm. that you're an artist. Well, and I think what I'm excited to see, you know, you can't really master something until you learn how to teach it. And I feel like that's the step you're now getting into. Is like, not just, and I don't mean like making tutorials, but like learning how to like share mm. your experience with others and learning how to like take the knowledge in your own head and giving it to others, I feel like is also part of your like path towards mastery not that you'll like i don't know being a master of something doesn't like there's no end point at that but just like yeah. it makes you better and is it and i think that's cool do you become a master when you decide to go on the path or do you just go on the path and you become a master i feel like i feel like it's one of those like you know when you get there but you don't know <laughs> what it looks like to, exactly it's, like, I don't know, I feel like, if I'm talking about, like, I feel like I finally have gotten to the path so that I can start walking it, like, I feel like you hit those points where you kind of are real, you look around and you're like, you know what, I think I know where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. There we go. Words to live by. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I've said so much this episode <laughs> about something that I never thought I would talk this much about, so... Mm -hmm. I'm out of wisdom. So, are we gonna uh, talk about this again for season three? <laughs> top, I think so. You know what? Top of season three. Just talk about like maybe the 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 therapy we've we've experienced in in the seasons. I think it's kind of a, it's like a different perspective to talk about, like, because it's not like, we're not talking about like, oh, I mastered these techniques or like, oh, I did the, it's like, I feel like it's like a way of us kind of like understanding, I don't know, our own, like talking about like the path and the journey. It's like a way of talking about it and doing a check-in. I think, yeah, we do. Because I think it is like a way of talking about it without being like, you know, it's like what Warhammer has evolved for us over time. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, you and I both are involved in Warhammer and have, like, stayed in it, not because of, like, not because we're, like, oh, I just love giving Games Workshop money. Like, it's, like, it's because you get something out of it. It's because it, like, is returning to, like, you something that you didn't have before. And I think, like, mm -hmm. that's an that's a never-ending component of it. It's, like, it's as long as it feels good, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm probably going to, like, learn a few more things over the next year. I hope so, at least. If I'm, like, the exact same person, then, like, I have probably done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, no. <laughs> like, you can't... No. I, I wouldn't allow you to be stagnant. <laughs> See? That's what, Be like, but I, Laura, wake up! <laughs> right? I'm just lost in the Zen state, never come back <laughs> Be a Lorgar. Like, keel over and die. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, this is always, it's kind of a fun time. And it's interesting to see, like, how much your perspective changes on it, too. Because I feel like, because actually one of the interesting things, when we first did the, that first episode, it kind of, you didn't necessarily think of it as being, like, therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Like, hobbying. It was more of a, like, well, I like to do it. And, like, I think you've had some time to kind of appreciate what it does give to you and, like, have a more nuanced understanding. So, 
Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's cool yeah. to see like yourself grow with your own ideas. Mm -hmm. It's getting all philosophical here at Chaos Divided. <laughs> I have to make a poop joke or something to calm myself down. Break the ice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like people check their phone. Am I still listening to the Chaos Divided? Like. <laughs> Nobody's made a stupid joke in a while. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun topic, and I think it's one that we need to talk about. And actually, you know what? Since we did that episode, I'm going to take one more time, moment to stay on a, a, a salt box. Um, a lot of other people have started talking about it. I don't know if we, like, put that energy out into the universe, and it, like, mm. I'm, I'm not going to be, like, arrogant enough to think that everyone listened to our podcast first and, like, ran with the idea. No, I but I, I'm seeing more and more people talk about it, and I think that's really important. I wonder if it's just, like, a collectiveness feeling that people are yeah. are um, realizing um, the importance of it all, and they want to talk about it, and they want to let other people know, perhaps, um, we just understood that we can see the newcomers coming into Warhammer and, and seeing their struggles and just letting mm. them know that, like, there is no struggle. It's just like, this is this is your domain, this is your state of being, and just really enjoy it because we're all going to go through it and, and become something different. Well, and, you know, talking about the adversity you face, I think also recognizing, like, you are going to learn some things, and you are going to, like, discover yourself a little more through that, and, like, mm -hmm. maybe in ways that you've never been challenged like that before. Like, I think, you know, talking about Warhammer specifically, like, there's a lot of men that I, you know, that I think may not have thought of themselves as, like, creative, artistic people that through Warhammer have gotten to, like, express themselves and explore it in a way that, like, as a society isn't always encouraged mm -hmm. for a lot of men to, like, be artistic and expressive and develop those skills. And, like, I think that's also super important to talk about is that, like, you know maybe a lot of enough attention is always paid to like men's mental health and like Warhammer has kind of like helped break down maybe some of those barriers of like being able to show like I said show what's inside to the outside I think that's really really an awesome thing mm -hmm. I love it and on that note <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us don't forget to subscribe to Chaos Divided wherever you're listening from, and you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Chaos Divided 40K. And if you're a fan of Chaos Divided and want to join our growing Wholesome Hammer community, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash Chaos Divided 40K and also support the show. And if you want to connect with us both directly, you can find us at Nurgle underscore Snurgle and at Flushing Noise Marine on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, bye bye Ciao, ciao for now.